Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Check out the great lines of Fords, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai pre-owned inventory. They have great pre-owned inventory. It's a great time to get deals, too. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Tim McManus, the Eagles uh, reporter, is going to join us on Monday. Looking forward to that. Dick Girardi on the Belmont today. Yes, the Belmont. It's gone from the last and the longest in 2020 to being the first and the shortest of the Triple Crown race. It's going to be a mile and an eighth. I mean, you can't run a mile and a half with a bunch of horses that have never... I sit there like, huh? What do you mean I got to run that far? This isn't National Velvet, man. I can't do this. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a speed horse. All right. Um, so we got Dick Girardi today on that. It is a bittersweet day. Uh, it's been the sweet part of it is that uh, I did some stuff with Sirius today for part of their summer series, and uh, they're going to have a, a day for each Big Ten team and. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to do Penn State. And I assume they talked to James, so I actually found out what really is going on. And that was a part of that. And there's something I have to do tonight uh, with some season ticket holders with Joe Lorig. So, I mean, that's fun. Now, the bitter part of it is this is uh, was supposed to be the opening night for the Spikes and the Cutters. They were supposed to play tonight at Medler Field, Lebrano Park. It's a beautiful 79-degree day here. Can't ask for better. And then tomorrow was going to be the home opener for the Cutters at BB&T Ballpark at Historic Bowman Field between the spikes and the cutters tomorrow night and then go into Saturday. And we don't have that. So that's why it's a bittersweet day. Then there's the story of Major League Baseball. Now, if you recall yesterday, and we had Carl Ravitch on, we were talking about this, sounded like there was a pathway to an agreement. You can debate how many games, but it sounded like a minimum of 60 games, but maybe 65 to 70 games when it was all said and done. And by the way, as you know, that when it comes to this show, there is a lot more said than done. Despite what Matt tells everybody. And I'm not believing anything anymore until I see it. That's all I'm saying. Well, no. When it comes to this, yes. I mean, have you have you heard the latest? Yes. This is just. I I literally had just posted on our Steve Jones show social media the update of this, and all of a sudden, like we're back to square one. It's like I, I don't even know what to post anymore, let alone talk about. <laughs> this is. 
This is just I mean, gets. This is like watching somebody fall yeah. down the stairs again and again and again. Well, let's face it. Have we been critical of Rob Manfred on the show? Oh yes. Yeah. Have we been critical of the owner's side of this on the show? Absolutely. Not this time. I'm sorry, not this time. Rob Manford was the adult in the room. He flew out to uh, Scottsdale and talked with Tony Clark, and he put together a framework. And the framework was, you know, 60, but you, know, like, you could go to 65 with the idea of starting. You know, remember what the players have said. What, what have the players said? Right? Their whole hashtag where and when. Or when and where, whatever order it is, who cares? It's irrelevant to know those stupid sayings out there that mean nothing and everybody rallies around. It's like, okay, yeah, great. You know? So he told them where and when. <laughs> he said July 19th to September 27th. This is how many games. Hey, how much more where and when do you want? <laughs> he did exactly what they said at a full prorated salary. 60 games, by the way, gets you to 40% of your salary if you're a player. So the players, after saying, well, we really don't want to. We don't really want to negotiate anymore. Just tell us where and when. So he flies out there and he does it. And he puts together, right, an agreement, or excuse me, the foundation for one, and he puts out a press release about, look, we've talked about a foundation. Gives everybody a, some hope. And this is that just sitting down for four hours. Major League Baseball thought they had a framework of a deal that had been agreed upon. This is where, no offense, if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. But why do you sense that Scott Boris got involved here? Why? Why why do you sense that that name lurks? It's not good enough. I mean, they said where and when. He went out there, he told them, this is when, this is where. Anybody see Bryce Harper show up for work today? Mike Trout, job for work. I thought you said where and when. He told you where and when. Okay. Nobody showed up for work. Hashtag meant nothing. So now here's what Major League Baseball's Players Association says. 70-game season. From July 19th to the 30th. Okay. So I'm sitting in the owner now, and you've heard no owners. Have you heard a single owner come out and criticize the framework? Have you heard any owner criticize the framework? Nope. No. Okay. But I Player? will say that there has been, SI had a story the other day that they gave all 30 owners a chance to comment on this and they didn't which I think I, I think can go either way on that but yeah they haven't done anything since then oh, but have they publicly said anything no 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 the players on Twitter oh yeah okay great 
So they want to go 70 games, July 19th to September 30th. Why don't you start July 15th and go to September 27th? Okay. Now this is okay. There's certain things in here are fine. Right, universal DH. Nobody's going to sit there and have qualms over that. In the end, believe it or not, the universal DH, I think, actually provides more jobs. It's going to keep somebody in the game longer. Yeah, it's it's you know you're talking about a roster that you know, but instead of a pitcher going back and forth and back and forth like the Rays do it, you'd have somebody being the on the roster all year. So nobody's going to going to um. um have a grievance over that. Ah, uh, fifty million dollar employ, fifty million dollar playoff bonuses. A fifty-fifty split of the new postseason TV revenues in twenty twenty-one. Thought you weren't for a fifty-fifty deal. Thought you weren't for a deal that included fifty-fifty. I mean, you said that back in uh, April, March. Mutual waiver of right to file a grievance. Okay. And that was just yesterday where they said, sure, we won't grieve. <sighs> I, I have been a staunch defender of the player, Steve, but... I, Not the, now. The, yeah, it's now... The, the blame game for both sides is now equal. Because what, what, what was done today by the players is just... I, I don't understand it. Well, this goes back to what I've said the entire time. Every time I've talked about this, what have I said about the players' side? I've, I've been more critical of the owners than the players, correct? Yes, as have I. Except for one area. I've said, oh, we're going to put, you know, we're going to be risking so much here. Yet every time you turn around, that side keeps saying, no, we'll play more games. Excuse me. I thought you said you were worried about, but you, you will play more so you can get more money. Uh, okay. Seventy game thing I can go along with. That's fine. I'd like to see them start maybe three, four days sooner and then three, four days sooner. Okay. Especially if you're expanding the playoffs. If you're expanding the playoffs, which they're talking about here, from 10 to 16 teams. Major League Baseball also would donate $10 million to social justice initiatives and teams would be allowed to add advertisements to their uniforms. That's fine. That's not a problem. That last part's not a problem. In the deal Major League Baseball proposed, players would get paid their full prorated salaries, $1.5 billion, or about 37 to 40%. They'd receive another $25 million for postseason play and $33 million in forgiveness on the $170 million advance they received in the March agreement. So instead of the 33, they want... <clears throat> I think it's probably the same. Forgiveness of salary advance for tier one to three players. Okay. It may so it probably ends up being more than that. 
25 million for postseason play. They want 50 million. Man, that's double. That's a chasm. That's a big number. Two guys sit down and they put together a framework for an agreement. One guy goes back and he essentially, you get the sense he at least sold it to enough of his people. Because when it comes to ownership, you don't need a 30 to nothing vote to clear this. You need 75%. Okay. All right, so you need 75%. So that means what do you need? 23 owners? You can go 23 to 7? That sound right? So you can get 23 owners to do it, or you need 24. I don't have a calculator in front of me. Let me see here. But whatever. I mean, that's what you need. You need 75%. And uh, so, you know, if you have a series of hardliners that don't want to play, okay, you can... You can still get around it. Yeah. Yeah, that should do it. 23, so it would be 76% is 23. So you can do it. All right. So I was right. Um... But then you have this situation where you're like, why? Now, the owners took too long to get around to the full prorated thing. But now you're starting to play games with splits on on postseason revenue and... <sighs> and you know what's really interesting? I don't know what the Cutters are doing, so I, I haven't had a chance to talk to Gabe. The Cutters are a first-class organization. But the Spikes, for example, on Sunday are doing a catch, a father, you know, a family catch on the field on su- Sunday. Bring your own ball, glove, the whole thing, come on out. If you're a season ticket holder, it's free. If you're a suite holder, it's free. If you're a sponsor, it's free. But if you're somebody that like goes on a per-game basis, eh, it's $5 a person. So you and your daughter want to go out there. You and your son want to go out there. Okay? Or you want to bring your daughter and son out there, and you know, and mom goes too, and it's a family of four, it's $20. And you get to go out on the field and throw the ball around. How many minor league teams across the, um, across the landscape have done dinners and things like that? have ended up being points where uh, people have been able to get food and so forth. Major League Baseball hasn't done any of that. What's Major League Baseball done? What have they done? The Cubs going to open up Wrigley Field on Father's Day for a catch in the field? They're going to do that? I mean, it's simple. You can do it. 
but you don't see them doing it. Minor league teams do that stuff. They they are trying to connect with their communities. These people aren't connecting with anybody. It's like I said, it's been bittersweet. It's a bittersweet day. I mean, I'd, I'd be so excited to go to the ballpark tonight. Now, obviously, I'm looking forward to talking with Joe Lorig tonight, which is great because Joe's a great coach and a great guy. But, you know, I mean, you'd want to be at the ballpark. And I'd be done with that before I did the did the game tonight. But you feel like you're watching something that you've you're watching an area of entertainment that you loved and participated in your entire life implode in front of you. Matt's first Father's Day is Sunday. Matt expects a lot from Luke. He doesn't understand why he can't catch yet. Like, I I just, it takes time. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and awesome pre-owned inventory. Great deals to be had with a great sales staff to work with. All at sunburymotors.com. Dick Girardi on the Belmont next half hour. Kind of perked up the suit's ears on the back and since it meant gambling. <laughs> Always gearing up, all right. It's not what it's an interesting but not stacked field. What is interesting is that as usual the stacked field probably is going to be with the Kentucky Derby, September fifth. But there's 10 horses in this field. No Baffert horses. None. We'll talk to Dick about that in the final half hour. Or excuse me, in the 406 half hour. Final half hour, Neil Kulong today on the NFL. But first, to talk about Penn State football is BenJonesStateCollege.com. Ben, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Yeah, I'm doing well, and, and now I know whose divots I'm fixing. So, you're you know. darn right. <laughs> darn right. They're also, you happen to see some titleless velocities out there. They're mine. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just figured I'd help you out in that regard. Uh, can we talk about the, the Lash expansion plan? You did the story on that, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, what, what does that, you know, what does that show in terms of what they'd like to do with it? Yeah, I mean, I think we've known for a long time since they appointed the the architect that that this was a thing that had been in the works but it sort of went on the back burner i think with everything that happened and then just sort of the passage of time but yeah the the you know the the plan at this point it it looks like fourteen thousand square some of it's going to go you know upstairs in the the second story of lash they're going to change some of the parking around the building yeah um and the addition of a, a quarterback lab which 
you know, I don't think they'll be growing Christian Hackenberg in a test tube in there, but I, I do imagine <laughs> that there will be there will be a lot of uh, you know certain technologies and things. There's some netting. There's probably some video cameras and things that can you know break down fundamentals. So a lot of that stuff. And I think really, you know, it goes to show that um, you know college football has maybe been put on pause ever so slightly, and there's a little uncertainty about the immediate future, but much of the, the so-called arms race is still going on. Certainly having plans and having the money are two very different things. Sure. Penn State is privately funded um, most all of, if not all of, its lash um, upgrades over the years. So, you know, you can't put the, the car before the horse, but certainly uh, the plan is there, and it's a sort of a sign of the times of how things continue to change around the program. Yeah, no question. Uh the uh, there were two interviews with players this week. Zoom calls: Micah Parsons and Noah Kane. Uh, what did they do to humanize certain elements? Micah talking about being a dad. Noah talking about what, you know the problem his family's have with coronavirus. What did that do to humanize certain certain issues? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the difficulty when something is going on on a national scale is sometimes it's hard to. To, to feel like it's happening in your backyard and certainly you know state college and center county have had their fair share of cases as well but you know i think when you're a penn state football program and you can not you know bring guys in that say look i i've experienced this firsthand certainly in noah kane's um case and for micah parsons case of having you know he is out there playing football for more than just himself he's out there um you know going to school for more than just himself i think it's good to kind of ground you know people into the the reality that we're in and i think um you know it's good from a leadership standpoint too because you know we talked to Jahan dotson a couple weeks ago or completely lack of time these days um you know talking about yeah yeah you know his mom and even you know from the standpoint of uh you know let's say it's saturday night they had a noon kick they win they get the evening off you know most years like any normal student you know maybe they go to permanis or maybe they go to the bar somewhere but you know what happens if Jahan Dotson gets sick and then he misses the next week and then suddenly you're without your number one receiver you know against Ohio State um you know there's there are a lot of factors in there and I think you know when you have guys that say look I've seen this firsthand this isn't a joke um it's something that everyone understands and already knows um like when you have guys that can really contextualize it and really, you know, have firsthand experience with it, um, it really changes sort of those conversations. This is really the first time that the, the media's had a chance to talk with Noah Kane, first time they've really had a chance to talk with a Keaton Ellis. Uh, how did each one of them come off to you since it was the first time they were actually in that setting with the media? Yeah, I mean, I thought Noah Kane, you know, sounds a little bit like he plays. He's a confident guy. He's, you know, sometimes when these guys get their first He's all he's uh, all know. he's all business. Yeah, you, sometimes you get that first media appearance, and guys are just sort of, you know, for good reason. You're not used to a bunch of old guys, you know, badging <laughs> questions over a Zoom call. It's, it's no, fair to no, say, no, you no, know, no, 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 no. There's only one old guy, and I and I, and I wasn't on the Zoom call. <laughs> nah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought he sounded confident. You know, he's. Like a guy that's in the position that he's played himself into, I've always thought I, I am a little different just because I've talked to Keaton Ellis when he was still sure. at State High, being the local kid. But I've always thought that you know, I think we lost him there for a second. We were talking about Keaton Ellis being the local kid, being at State High, 
And uh, so he dropped out for one second. We'll bring him back in uh, because we were talking about uh, Keaton Ellis being the local guy, and you had an opportunity to talk with him before. Yeah, I just think that he's, you know, you understand why he's been he has been, you know, really smart, really confident in the field. He has been on the wrong end of some of the throws that Penn State had to defend. I, you look at the Minnesota game, he was sort of on the wrong end of a couple. You can understand how it translates from his thoughts to how he plays on the field because he's just a guy that... Ben, you still there? Yes, sir. There we go. That sounds way better. So whatever... Okay, don't move from that spot. Okay, I'm I'm I am standing very still. <laughs> but you're saying that it, it, against Memphis, there was ups and downs in, in in a game like that for him, and he's he has really a great perspective on who he is, where he needs to improve, and he doesn't get himself down when he knows he has to improve on something. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing, especially for a guy that's going to play a cover position, is that you have to have the ability to bounce back because you're going to have plays where you get beat or have plays where it's just a better throw or a better catch. And, you know, James Franklin has said it, you know, specifically about Keaton, but about other guys as well that, you know, sometimes a guy is just going to make a great play and there's nothing you can do about it. And really, I think over the years we've seen some of Penn State's better corners. They've never been a guy that's never given up a big play. They've just been guys that have always – uh, bounce back for the next one. So I think if you're Keaton Ellis, he's, he's been super confident so far while at Penn State. And really, you know, when he's been on the receiving end of some of those those plays that have gone against him, you know, he's been there to bounce back. And that, that ultimately is the mark of a good player. There's also another element, too, that as we make the transition past Father's Day, I believe all the recruits are going to be allowed to be on campus starting next week. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I believe that is true. All right. Uh, how interested are you as to how the next couple of weeks will go? Because now they're being put through a rigorous routine that no matter what you do in your own home, you can't duplicate. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the biggest adjustment and the biggest reason why normally, you know, the early enrollees have a leg up on guys is just the ability to go. Yeah and get adjusted to college, get adjusted to the workouts, get adjusted to the schedules. And, you know, classes are a little different for Penn State now um, than they normally were, but it's just an ability to kind of figure things out and get your feet underneath you. Then you add in all the uh, the other stuff about the quarantining and things like that. It'll certainly be different. Um, but, you know, I think to a certain extent, it'll bring these guys closer together. You talk about adversity and certainly every college football team or most every college football team is going through something similar right now. Um, but just, you know, the fact that they're going to have to figure it out together, um, you know, certainly it's not the off season that anyone was planning for, um, but I think it's a good sign that they're back on campus. Certainly there's a long road left to go before football is back for sure. Um, but right now, certainly, uh, you know, it's a good learning experience and a good, you know, to a certain extent, bonding experience as well. Uh, what do you think the two extra weeks in July will mean? Even though it'll be you know, no pads, they are going to be allowed to have a ball. But what in, for especially in Penn State situation, what can those two weeks mean? I think they mean a lot. You know, you talk to yeah, I remember Bill O'Brien was more upset that Penn State wasn't bowl eligible because of the practices that they didn't get right. those, those extra practices. You know, prior to a bowl, and I think to a certain extent, when you look at Penn State now, not having spring practice. Um, you know, they can only have Zoom calls with Kirk Scirocco so long before they have to do things 
you know, hands-on. I remember Pat Fryermuth was saying that he's a guy that is more of a, a physical learner than, you mm-hmm. know, maybe visual. So I think even if they're not hitting, even if they're not getting pads, the ability to kind of get together, walk through some things, do some film, you know, just get to, you know, frankly get to know Kirk a little bit better than they had. Um, you know, I think all of those things are invaluable, especially, you know, some schools kind of didn't get away, but just managed to get their spring ball in before everything went south. So I think for Penn State, you know, certainly everyone's going to be a little rusty. Uh, I think every team is going to have its ups and downs this year, especially early on. Um, but I think to go from having all these Zoom calls to being able to do things in person, even if they're just walkthroughs, um, even if they're just getting their wind back, you know, I, I think that's going to be invaluable to them. Right. Uh, what interests you more than anything else before the preseason starts? Hmm. That's a, I, my golf game specifically, but probably um, if, you, if you're talking about Penn State, I think the biggest question that they have is, um, you know, what are they going to do at receiver? Because I think we know Jahan Dotson's good. I think we know that Daniel George and some of these guys have been productive in moments. But really, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing over the past couple of years has just been consistency at that spot. Um, and really, I think, you know, what they want to do is develop a lot of Deshaun Hamilton, guys that are going to catch the ball pretty much every down. That They don't always have to be the fastest. They, always, they don't always have to have the 70-yard KJ Hamler runs. They just need guys to convert those thirds and sixes. And I think if they do that, if they can develop those guys and they've got the talent to do it, you know, Penn State's offense could be pretty good. And I think Penn State's defense, we know, especially with Micah Parsons, that it ought to be pretty good. So I think the biggest question mark for me um, before they start going is, you know, can these guys catch the ball? It sounds simple. It sounds probably like I've boiled it down too much, and I probably have. Um, but ultimately, you look back at some of the games Penn State's lost over the last couple of years, you can look at a first half third down that doesn't get converted, a, a second half second down that's a drop. Um, you, you just you win more of those downs, you win more games, and, and that starts at the receiving position. It's interesting because I know Sporting News asked me a question about what's been the difference the last three years between Penn State and Ohio State, and I said it's been one play each half. I mean, it doesn't matter what the play is; you just feel like it's that. I've always called it's like it's one play each half. Yeah, no, I think that's that's right. The, the, those games have been – they've come down to the wire. Last year was probably not as close as it, as it looked and probably was as close as it looked. But at the same time, um, yeah, you look at a lot of those losses against Ohio State, it's been one or two plays. You know, I, I think you look at the last time Ohio State played at Beaver Stadium. Penn State lost that game in the second half, but it had a chance to win it in the first um, and couldn't quite get those drives done. So I, I think you're absolutely right. It, there's not a big golf – uh, it just comes down to one or two plays, and that's pretty much every football game right. against them. Yeah, and I think that's that's the difference. It's it's not like you said. It's not a golf. There is a golf between Ohio State and the vast majority of the Big Ten, including in some ways Michigan, because it's not a play each half against them. Uh, but with Penn State, I think that's all it is. How do you fi- how do you get that one play each half that then gives you the advantage at the end? Yeah, and that is that is James Franklin's, uh, you know, four to six million dollar question right now because they've figured out pretty much everybody else on a consistent basis, and they've almost got Ohio State. Uh, I think maybe you look at the rosters and say Ohio State's got better guys, top to bottom, maybe on a net average. But you know, we've seen a lot of programs have developed lower star players. Certainly, Saquon Barkley wasn't five stars, so there's no, no. nothing saying that you have to do it with a five star guy. Um, but you're right. I mean, it comes down to one or two plays against teams like that. Um, Penn State has been very, very close. And, you know, in 2016, they had that one play 
Um, they just got to find a way to get them uh, again on a more consistent basis. Ben, a pleasure. Thanks so much for the adjustments. We really appreciate it very much and uh, always appreciate the time we have with you. Yep, always good talking to you from Vietnam. <laughs> ben Jones. StateCollege.com will come back. Dick Girardi next half hour. Neil Kulong final half hour. And the suit on the after show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Dick Girardi, Belmont Stakes next half hour. Suit with uh, pencil and paper ready to jot down notes. As once again, the urge to play the ponies. Yes. How about that? That's your guy, by the way. Yes. We are all aware. I mean, it's your guy. And final half hour, Neil Kulong. So we'll talk with him. And tomorrow, uh, I believe Mark Brennan. I think Mark Brennan, Greg Pickle tomorrow, along with guess who? Hmm. The King. Oh, right. Yes, tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> How can you forget the king? What is wrong That's with a violation you? on my part. I'm sorry. Oh, man. If we had a jar, you'd be putting money in it right now. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's... <laughs> can't believe you did that. I know. I, I'm shaking my head on that one. I'm kind of hurt by that. <laughs> I hurt for him. All right. The uh, So the baseball players have made a counter offer after saying they were going to offer. Just tell us where and when. Hashtag where when. Most hashtags are whatever. Like, I'm not big on sayings, and I'm not big on hashtags. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. And just like, show me something, okay? Like, like back it up with some action, okay? I'm big on action. Um, you know, you know what really started me down this road? That I got hashtag suit awesome. I, I'm like, back it up with some action here. <laughs> 
Bird Song's having a good time today. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Oh, he's having a good time today. Oh. The um, Colgate burns with it. Five seconds left. Burns blows by Sotos. Steps back for a jumper up and no good. No good. No good. I had to. I'm I sorry. I'd like to uh, see the video just to confirm that the shot was missed. <laughs> <laughs> he seems so unsure of himself. <laughs> but I tell you what, the Shikolemi was struggling to score one season. And, of course, every week, Sue has to do a Shikolemi promo. <laughs> I convinced Sean... To put in a highlight. If he always wants to have a highlight, you know, touchdown, Shikolemi. And of course, they, he does the touchdown, Shikolemi, so far, so long. You have to remind him it's only a 30 second spot. <laughs> <laughs> so I had convinced Sean one time to put in an extra point <laughs> as the highlight. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I do, do remember it. this. You, you can't do that to me. Classic. <laughs> what? What? It's a play. <laughs> Our choice was that or a kneel down. We went with something that was a scoring play. <laughs> yes, I take full responsibility for that. That was my idea. <laughs> oh, well. Like I said earlier, bittersweet day would have been the start of the uh, New York Penn League season tonight. It would have been Williamsport at State College. And then tomorrow night would have been the home opener at BB&T Ballpark at Historic Bowman Field uh, with State College of Williamsport playing up there tomorrow and Saturday. There's something about this that just is, you just sit back and you can talk about business all you want. But there's something about this that's all wrong, that makes no sense. And when it comes to what the players and the owners have done, Look, we've been more critical of the owners, owners, Manfred, the owners, owners, Manfred, whatever. Not today. Hashtag when and where. Okay. So he told them when and where. July 19th to September 27th in your home ballparks. And we're going to play 60 games. And you're going to get your full prorated salary. Okay. Uh, evidently, when and where was a lie. You wonder why you turn off fans. <laughs> 